amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved the wretch like me. Would you please be seated? We are rescued from our wretchedness through the overwhelming victory of God's amazing grace through Jesus Christ. Wretched man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. St. Paul was well aware of his own wretched state in his life and his struggle with his own weaknesses. But through it all, he trusted the power of the gospel. He trusted God's grace to give him peace. Now, Paul's journey to that grace of Christ started when, when he was a Pharisee who persecuted the followers of Jesus. And in his religious zeal for the law and its traditions, he thought that the church, he thought that the church was upending all that was sacred. And so he was most proud of his role and his commitment to the law. If anyone else has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, a member of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. So he engaged in practices to beat, ban, and excommunicate the Christians from the places of worship throughout the many regions outside of Jerusalem. But as he did so, he began to notice something. He began to notice the Christians themselves displayed this this peace in their spirits that remained unbroken. Despite his best efforts to torment them, they had something that Paul lacked. Peace. Paul was deeply moved by this experience. Even the cry of Christ to him was one of such gentle patience and and peace, calling him with grace and love when he said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? All that he had done in his zealous persecutions only made it clear that it was not the Christians who had the problem. He did. A a wretched state of conflict within himself that he then inflicted upon others. And yet he was overcome by the grace of God in Christ and converted from being a persecutor of the gospel to being one of the most adamant and yet humble proclaimers. For I am the least of the apostles, unfit to be called an apostle. Because I persecuted the church of God, but by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace towards me has not been in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. In spite of Paul's many acts of hostility and violence, God had other things in mind for him. Christ's grace to call Paul as an apostle of the faith demonstrates how far and how deep Christ was willing to go for the most wretched. 
So Paul gave up his former life and he embraced the ministry to which he was called. Gladly giving up what he had and sharing instead the message of God's amazing grace in Jesus Christ. Yet whatever gains I had, these I have come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as garbage, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. The suffering, death, and resurrection of Jesus became Paul's new proclamation. Instead of contributing to the sufferings of others, Paul shared with them the love, mercy, and peace that he himself came to grasp in Christ. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death, if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. But it's not just Paul, right? Paul's not alone in in his former life of wretchedness, nor even in doing acts that made the lives of others miserable. Like Paul, we also have to admit and confess on our own our great many sins we got to confess that we've denied the suffering of others and have, in fact, said and done things that have contributed to their suffering. And we've tried to let ourselves off the hook for the wrongs we've done. But no one, no one is without guilt from this judgment of sin. For there is no distinction, since all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned. All have sinned and fall short of this glory of God. Yet God did not intend to abandon us in this state of judgment. The confession of sin is the first step to the blessings we receive in Jesus. For for Christ trumps all our sin and gives us his peace, forgiveness. The damning judgment of our sin is not the last word for us. The last word is that God loves us. And he sees us beyond all condemnation, making us righteous through our faith in Christ. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For all who believe. Paul connects that amazing grace of Christ for all who believe with our own faith. This precious, undeserved gift that God so dearly and urgently wants us all to have and hold on to is given to us in faith. And and indeed, faith finds its secret power, not in itself, but in the grace that God bestows upon us. 
through our faith, through our trust in him. Abraham. Abraham looked at the stars of the sky and the sands of the seashore. All while hearing God's promise, so shall your descendants be. And by his faith, he was reckoned as righteous. Jesus said to those who were recipients of his amazing grace, your faith has saved you. Faith empowers us. Faith empowers us to be with the suffering of this world. Indeed, we we join in their suffering, trusting that whatever happens to us will not destroy us, but only serve to bring the peace of Christ to us and to others. That promise of the gospel, which we trust in so mightily, is what empowers us to risk this life living in care and mercy for others. We have this treasure in clay jars so that it may be made clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God and does not come from us. Paul, so much of his life was filled with suffering and hardship as he served God, as he served Christ in his ministry. He himself would be persecuted. He would be beaten and he would be imprisoned. And all the while he struggled with his sense of weakness in the flesh to do what is right and to do what is good. For I know that nothing good dwells within me, that is, in my flesh. I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. The doo-doo verses, right? I do not do what I want to do, but I don't do what I know I should do. In our, our, our weakness, we cannot boast of anything about ourselves. We can't boast about anything of ourselves to make ourselves worthy of God, to make ourselves worthy of God's love and mercy. But what we do is we trust in Christ. We trust in Christ, and in so doing, we cling to his promise, to his victory for us. That gives us peace. You see, the centerpiece of that victory of God's grace is the cross. The cross of Christ. On the cross, Christ suffered and died for you and me. Christ suffered and died for us, bearing the curse of the judgment of our unworthiness of God's favor. Jesus made our curse his. And he bore the cross for our sake, freely and willingly. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. But through Christ's death on the cross, the the curse of our sinful restlessness under judgment and the threat of death is now overcome. 
We no longer live under the curse of this judgment or anyone's judgment. For we have Christ's victory over sin and death as our own. And we get to claim the new title of our inheritance as the children of God. For in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. In Christ Jesus, you all, all y'all from my Alabama family that's up with us, all y'all are children of God through faith. When, when we're baptized, we put on Christ and, and the garment of his righteousness. Righteousness that is as far-reaching and as far-promising as all the ends of the earth. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male or female. For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. We are all one in Christ Jesus. The promising newness of God's grace in Christ trumps all that is old in our lives, including the depth of our sins. That new peace that we have that, that reconciles with us, with God through Christ, now becomes our witness. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. We spend so much of our lives engaging in foolish acts. We blame people. We dwell on the past and seek ways to excuse ourselves. But when we do this, all we're doing is stewing in a false sense of righteousness. We're not escaping the deep scandal of our sin. We're not finding peace for our lives. We are only bearing witness to how we, like Paul, are among the wretched. But God, right? But but God in Christ... But God in Jesus has set us free from all of this. Christ has blessed us with his peace. His peace that reconciles. His peace that reconnects us to God. And to one another. You may know of this guy named Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He was a a good German theologian who suffered mightily in a prison camp in Nazi Germany. At one point, he, he walled in his cell, wondering what his life's meaning was all about. And while he did, he, he found this peace of Christ beyond any and all of his self-absorbing wretchedness. 
in weakness. He realized that he was only running from victory already achieved. A victory which is ours. A victory which is already ours now through faith. Friends, we get to be bold. We get to be bold to confess the truth that we are indeed sinners. But we also get to be bold to confess and embrace the promise that Jesus the Christ came to save us. To save us from all the depth of our sin and to grace us with his peace, his love, his mercy, his forgiveness. And so then, it was later in his life that Paul... He had no fear of admitting the truth. The truth of his status as the chief of sinners. From all that he did to persecute the faith. You see, there was no reason to try to cover it up. He could be free to say what was in fact the truth of his life. Because of that surpassing grace and peace that he and you and I all have received in Christ. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. Which one of us should not be saying that? We all should be speaking those words every day. And yet, our sin is conquered. Our sin is conquered, not by any of our own vain efforts, but through that amazing grace that God has given to us in Christ Jesus, who took the path to the cross for your sake and mine. From God, through Christ, we have peace with him. And our wretchedness gives way to this promise of Christ's amazing grace. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. God proves his love for us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for you and me. He died for us. So let's be bold. Let's be bold to witness this amazing grace of Christ crucified for us and for all lives. You see, there is no one too wretched. There is no one too wretched for whom Christ's grace does not reach. So the question we now have to ask ourselves, are we willing to risk that promise? Through Christ's peace, we become willing participants in sharing in the sufferings of our suffering world. 
And it's really suffering right now, if you haven't noticed. Through Christ's peace, we become willing participants in sharing in the sufferings of our suffering world in order to love as we have been loved. As we have been loved by our Lord Jesus Christ. For his grace frees us. His grace frees us to embrace that peace in our lives, in our hearts, and then to witness to such peace by sharing in the suffering of others. Why? So for that all that is wretched in this world, the last word may be peace and hope, and love from God through Christ given to us in his amazing grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.